So this is uh, Sabak. 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 Got it. You played before? A couple times, yeah. Captain Lando Karazi. On solo. Looks like you're uh, having a good day. I'm a lucky guy. Can I ask you a question, Captain Calrissian? Anything, Han? It's Han, but that's okay. Hey, everybody. This is Happy Funtime Movie Hour. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. We are Funtime Movies 1. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. We're also on Facebook. We are Happy Funtime Movie Hour. You can follow us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and spotify so yeah you can listen to us listen to us on those four things hey and if you know any other podcasting app leave a comment maybe we can uh, try and get on that too a lot of the other apps automatically feed from itunes as well hey i don't know anything yeah. i'm just a big dummy so this week i noticed that there was a movie on Netflix, and it was rather infamous. Infamous. Yeah. Um, the people I talked to that had seen the movie told me it sucked. And they still think it sucks. I know. I think they're wrong. But upon watching <laughs> it, I think it's a good movie. Yeah, as a standalone movie, I think it's good. Right. It's We're, got some stuff in it that obviously could be, you know, redone. Absolutely. We're talking about Solo, a Star Wars story. And we have watched it one time. The director is Ron Howard. We saw it on Netflix. Uh, it's PG-13, and it is two hours and 15 minutes long. Oh, I didn't realize it was over two hours. Yeah. Um, It stars Alden Einreich. Mm-hmm. Uh, Junis uh, Sutomi. Yeah, Sutomo. his name was a little difficult. He plays uh, the Chewbacca character. Uh-huh. Woody Harrelson, Amelia Clark, Donald Glover, and Thandie Newton of Westworld fame. This movie came out a couple months after Star Wars The Last Jedi, and that left a lot of bad taste in people's mouth as well. I don't think they should have uh, released it so soon after the other. I think yeah, they should have waited a while. Yeah. They need to stop pumping these out like they're candy bars or yeah, something. Yeah, and I think yeah. they're going to do that because uh, of the reception that this movie got. Yeah. Um, they canceled the Boba Fett movie. They canceled probably a sequel to Solo. Because I think this movie deserves a sequel. I think it would be interesting. I mean, the the idea of following a smuggler around makes sense. You could do a lot. Absolutely. Especially, you know... Even Lando. Yeah, Lando is... Man, he was a scoundrel in this movie. <laughs> uh, but I remember watching the trailer going, Huh. That wasn't a good trailer. Yeah, the trailer was a bit lackluster. Um, we watched it a second time with uh, the Beastie Boys' Sabotage. Yeah, and I liked... The song. I liked the song. I thought the song was appropriate. The song was much more appropriate, and it kind of... Uh, linked up with the with the trailer. Yes. And it was fun to watch. Yeah. Which so, is great I mean, advertising. You don't have to have a, a, a huge pop song or a punk song, whatever you call that, uh, to go with your movie trailer. You just have to have a good damn trailer. Yeah. Um, 
And it didn't have that. It had this I'm Han Solo trailer. I don't give a crap. He's doing his best uh, uh, Harrison Ford impression. He's doing his damnedest to try and fit into this iconic role of Han Solo. And it, it just didn't work. He also has a very unusual voice. Yeah. Like, when I watched him in Beautiful Creatures, I was like, is that his real voice? And I think it is. He just has an odd voice. Yeah. So, let's talk about the movie a little bit. Uh, Well, we're going to break it down as only happy fun time movie hour can. (laughs) The the opening scenes, you know, we find out about his early life, right? He grew Mm -hmm. up in this, on this planet. He was poor. It sound, if I remember correctly from, you know, reading, uh, Lady Proxima would snatch kids. Yeah. For her little child ring yeah. of thieves, you know. Yeah, so she's like, uh, what's his name from Oliver? Yeah. 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 Because what's interesting is uh, Han talks about his dad. Yeah, a little bit. So he obviously knew who his parents were. Yeah. The, the the filter on this on these opening scenes is like a blue gray kind of scale. Uh, it makes everything look bleak, like, like dark. Mm-hmm. Um, it does what you know television shows and all other other things do. And like this is directed by Ron Howard. Yeah. So you get some of the big scale Ron Howard stuff, but it's still brought down to almost like a filmed for TV type feel for me i get that with a lot of ron howard films yeah um it's like uh what would i call it um like made for hbo yeah uh it's it's big budget it's made for small but it's not really meant for everybody and i'm saying this as a fan of this movie Mm -hmm. i i do like this movie and i'll watch it again lady proxima is what it's like, she's like a worm. Like a caterpillar. Yeah, something like that. She looks that. like the caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland. Who are you? you know? <laughs> a little bit. Kind of more deathly. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy the fact that they used uh, practical effects for a lot of these scenes. I like that. Um, what's his name? Uh, uh, I forgot to say John Favreau's in this movie. Yes. And he plays a dude named Rio. Yeah. And Rio uses his feet and hands and like He's a monkey. He's got four arms. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he kind of reminded me a little bit of Maz from uh, uh, the first, oh, well, Star Wars Episode Seven. Yeah. Um, in that essence, like maybe they're the same race or they're from the same planet. Yeah, maybe. Cousins. But, uh, but uh, he was CGI. Yeah, I think he had to be. He was yeah, very he animated. Definitely had to be. And, yeah. But the lip syncing was awesome. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. really good, and I enjoyed that. And I think Favreau's voice really made that, that come alive. It gave me kind of a Rocket Raccoon vibe. I felt that way, had, too. He had some sort of New York or, you know, upper northeast accent. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. There was this, right here at the beginning, you know, we meet Amelia Clark. Uh, she plays somebody named Kira. Yeah. And that's spelled Q-I-R-A. Yeah. Q-I-R-A. Mm-hmm. Kira. Because Star Wars. <laughs> um, 
And they're kind of like a couple, Han and Kira. Yeah, it reminded me of a story where it's the teenage lovers and they're trying to escape. Yeah. And that's what all of that beginning felt like. Yeah, and very much a good thing to do. You know, you know, you need to have an established, why is Han Han? Mm-hmm. Well, he grew up as like a scrub, you know, this little thief boy. Mm-hmm. And now in his elder years, like when he meets Luke Skywalker, he's this full-on scoundrel. Yeah. Right? So how did he get there? That's kind of what this movie's about. Yeah. And I think that after having his origin story, they should do a sequel with him uh, meeting Jabba. Yeah. Because that's obviously where it was going. Yeah. Um, and, and not necessarily the thing that got him frozen in carbonite. He could have just met Jabba and done a successful a mission at first. You know? Because he's a successful smuggler in Star Wars Episode Four, and yeah. Hope. And and they they uh they kind of twist it like yeah, I'm like Jabba. <laughs> that was my worst Woody Harrelson impression ever. <laughs> anyway. I was wondering what that was. <laughs> it sounded like if Nicolas Cage was uh impersonating Woody Harrelson. Like, yeah I'm in Jabba. <laughs> Alright, anyway. Uh he held up this rock when he got captured by Proxima, mm-hmm. and he held up this rock, and she goes, "What's that?" And he goes, "It's a it's a detonator." And he goes, "Click click." Yeah, like with his <laughs> mouth. And she goes, "That's a rock, and you made that noise with your mouth." That made me laugh. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It, it's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> it is very Han Solo, right? Yeah. But he bursts out this window, and the sun comes in, and it it hits her the sunlight, and and she's hurting. So she starts burning. Yeah, she's like a vampire yeah. or an albino. I don't know. So yeah, she's... it was kind of weird. He runs away from Proxima's people, uh-huh. and the Empire is there. Yeah, I really actually liked this part. I did too. This establishes the timeline, mm-hmm. so it's. After Palpatine has gotten the Republic and and they're they're becoming the Empire, yeah, and the, and you see later on that they are still becoming the Empire, right? So it's after Darth Maul, after Count Dooku, after yeah, it's definitely after the hell Episode Three, yeah. So Darth With- Vader is active in this universe, yes, yes, much like Rogue One. But does this happen? Way I think before. It, I think it happens way before Rogue One. Yeah, way before. Because... This, this happens before uh, this series, Star Wars, Rebels. Okay. That's, I, I'm sure That's of a it. cartoon, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm sure of it because of later on we'll talk about Maul, and uh, Maul dies in Star Wars, Rebels. Okay. Okay. So... Unlike dying in episode... He didn't die. One. We can talk about this yeah. if you want. Huh. Well, it's interesting because he he makes a brief cameo. Yeah. So anyway, spoiler alert. So Darth Maul's in this movie. And uh, the story is is that he climbed out of that pit after he was halved. And he formed, you know, these spider-like cybernetics so he could get around. He became a crazy person. Somebody came and saved him, like, from his mind. He eventually got legs again um and he became a gangster yeah 
So that's Darth Maul in a nutshell. So, Which uh, this movie does not explain that. So when you see not. him, if you wouldn't have known any of that, you're like, yeah, I thought that guy died. This is very much for the fan of Star Wars. Yeah, much like Rogue One was uh, when they showed the ship from uh, Star Wars Rebels. Oh yeah. I didn't know anything about it because I don't watch Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. I'm not that big of a Star Wars fan. Yeah. To be watching everything Star Wars. Right. Um, anyway, we get to see the Empire. We get to see Stormtroopers. Uh, we get to see a recruitment video that is playing the Empire's theme. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. That. And, you know, everything's just bleak on this mm-hmm. planet. And they're recruiting. And Han, he joins the Empire. Yeah. Uh, using a uh, it's this fuel source that I keep forgetting the name of. Well, no, he was trying to escape with, yeah. with her. If they lost that at, before he made it there. No. Yes. They used it as money. To get past. Yeah, and... The lady took it. The lady took it, and then he didn't have it anymore. And then that's when he went and joined. Well, yeah, but you said that he used that as a way to join, but that's not... No, he used that as passage to get on a ship to go and join. That's but that, how that wasn't happened. his intent. That was their intent. To get off planet. They had his to join the Empire. His intent was to get off the planet, but to, his they intent had to join wasn't the to Empire. join the Empire. No. They had to join the Empire to get off the planet. The Empire was the ones getting on, using the ships. They they had other, like, passengers leaving. Joining the Empire. I don't think so. That's the way I took it. Okay. I don't think that's accurate. I think that was another avenue. We'll have to watch it again. We'll have to watch it again. I don't know now. (laughs) But uh, anyway, he goes to enlist. Yeah. They ask him what his name was. He says, Han. He goes, what's your surname? He's like, what? And he goes, who are you from? Or what is your family? What's your your family or your tribe? I don't really have one. He goes, okay, you're Solo. Yeah. So that's how he got his name, Han Solo. Which kind of reminded me of stories you would hear from Ellis Island. Yeah. You know, if they didn't understand what you were saying, they just gave you a new name. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that that happened. And then we cut to, what, a couple years later? Uh, it was three years later. Yeah. And uh, he's on this planet. He's fighting for not the resistance. Um, but he's fighting... And uh, everybody's dying around him, and he sees this guy. This guy's, like, using flippy stuff with his gun. You know, he's, like, he, I called him a gunslinger. You know, yeah. He looks yeah. very much the part. And we find out it's Woody Harrelson, and he's wearing a captain's uniform. And they say, you're in charge now. What's funny is, when I immediately saw him, I was like, man, his, his armor's got holes in it where yeah. it would be, like... How did you survive that, you he know? Was, he was definitely wearing somebody else's Yeah, uh, and it was uniform. like, oh, yeah, duh, he doesn't belong there. <laughs> yeah, so Woody Harrelson is a smuggler, scoundrel, a thief, and Solo joins up with him, mm-hmm. um, but not before he gets, like, put in a pit. 
Yeah, Beckett. Uh, oh, yeah. Woody Harrelson's name is Beckett. Yeah, Beckett and Val, which is Sandy, Sandy Newton, they're together here. Right. And they're like, oh, crap. He's going he's gonna to tell on us, basically, kind of thing. Right. And so they get him thrown into a, a pit for desertion. Yeah, and the intent is for him to be eaten by the beast. Yeah. And this beast turns out to be Chewbacca. It's a weird interaction. It kind of reminds me of Jedi when when Luke gets put in that pit uh-huh, against the uh-huh. other monster, the Rancor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's it's very much that kind of a scene. It also reminds me of the time when uh, Han is blind in Jedi, mm-hmm. and that is such Chewie's a funny in scene. that room as well. Yeah, uh, and and he's trying to find out what's going on because he thinks he's being eaten at that point too, doesn't he? I think he did. So you meet Chewbacca, and he is muddy, dirty, oh, gross. Yeah, this whole area is just a mud pit. You find out that Solo knows a little bit of Wookiee, and he even speaks Wookiee, which mm. is so weird. It is weird, um, but it earned, earned his trust. Right. Or at least him to stop pounding him into the ground. One of my favorite scenes in this movie is the train heist. Really? Yeah. Um, it made me want to watch Snowpiercer again. Yeah, I remember you said that. Um, the train is interesting. It's kind of got an above and a below. Yeah. And it kind of rides the rails in between the two cars. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I really like that. It was interesting. And it would move, like, with the gravity of around. Yeah. And they'd have to, neat. there's people wearing, like, gravity boots that, or magnetic boots that would keep them on there. But they're there to steal the fuel. And I forget the name of the fuel. Coaxum? So they're there to steal Coaxum. Yes. So, and some other thieves show up. They're, they're labeled as pirates. Yeah. Um, They're way cooler looking than Beckett and his crew. They reminded me of something out of heavy metal. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, But during this heist, we lose two members already. Yeah, this kind of bothered me. We lose Dandy Newton. Yeah, we lose Val. Val. In the stupidest way ever. Yeah, and we lose Rio. Yeah, I was kind of upset about losing Rio and already. He was, he was really a fun character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they both die. Uh, Beckett and Solo and Chewbacca, they all make it out. Mm-hmm. Nobody and, gets the fuel. Yeah, the fuel gets blown up um, into a mountain and then it implodes as well. Yeah. This is kind of funny, though, because this sets up how Han is notorious for dropping a load when things get too tough. Yeah. This is his, this isn't his first drop. No. Because uh, he was in trouble with Lady Proxima for dropping whatever he was meant to steal. Yeah. So this is just a... A A reoccurring theme. Yeah. Yeah. Beckett is mad, obviously. Well, yeah, his his girl just died. His girl died. For no reason. His good friend Rio just died. Yeah. He's stuck with a Wookiee and some noob. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to go explain to... Uh, Dryden. Dryden, yeah. Played by Paul Bentley. Bentley? Bentley. Bentley. I love Paul Bentley. Yeah. <laughs> so he's played, by, he's played by Paul Bentley. And uh, this guy... 
he's 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 a little bit weird because his face kind of gets all scarred when he's angry yeah he's got like these weird lines but when he gets really angry they get redder and deeper it looks like so that's kind of interesting um and his eyes get like bloodshot too but the other interesting thing is uh kira is back on this ship Uh uh-huh and kira is kind of like second in command on this ship it's a little weird it's I wasn't sure if she was married to Dryden at first. Yeah, I, I pretty much thought that they were married, but yeah, I guess they're not. I don't think they were. I think they had relations. Yeah. She was high-ranking, it felt like. Right. And, yeah, that, it was just so weird to see her back. Like, I honestly thought they were just going to use her at the beginning and that'd be it. you never hear from her again. But, no, here she is. Uh, that sets up hey, we couldn't get your thing, but we're going to get something better. We're going to get the raw materials for whatever it's called. Yeah. The coaxum. Coaxum. Um, But they got to get a ship, right? Yes. So they go to this bar somewhere Mm -hmm. on a different planet. And this guy named Lando, he's notorious for gambling. He might have a ship. And... Him and Han play cards. Mm-hmm. And Han loses. <laughs> but in Star Wars, what, Empire Strikes Back, you find out that uh, Han gets the ship, the Millennium Falcon, yeah. uh, in a game of cards, right? Yep. I thought that would be this part, and it's obviously not. Yeah. Lando cheats. Lando does cheat. He's, he's a got cheater. Like, he's got like a spring-loaded thing under yeah. his sleeve. and Yeah. Extra cards. We also find out that Woody Harrelson killed Aura Singh. Yes. That was a shocker to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe this was shown on, on one of the shows, you know, the TV shows. Uh, maybe Beckett is a part of those TV shows. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but Ara Singh, you see her oh so briefly in The Phantom Menace. Right. And she's not named. You don't know who she is. She's just some chick on a, uh, on a speeder, uh, during the, uh, pod racing scene. Mm-hmm. But Ara Singh, in the comic that I read, she was a bounty hunter and she would kill Jedis and collect their lightsabers. Oh, yeah. So I was like, he killed Ara Singh. And he goes, oh, basically, I pushed her and she fell. You know? <laughs> right. Okay. Still, she's dead. <laughs> right. Um, I would like to see an Ara Singh uh, movie, but she's not popular enough. Yeah. She's not Han Solo. She's not Boba Fett. She's not Jabba the Hutt. No, but I would have liked to have seen what they would have done with a Boba Fett movie. Right. With a different director. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Toby Hooper, not Toby Hooper, uh, <laughs> Robert Rodriguez. I don't know. Ooh. Um, yeah. That would be good. So anyway, they say that this, uh, coaxum. Yes. Is a spice. Oh, okay. okay. And, I think I missed uh, that. they, they mine it on Kessel. So uh, automatically you think, oh, the Kessel run in right. 12 parsecs or whatever it is. Yeah, this movie spoon feeds stuff to you. Absolutely. But it's still entertaining. Mm-hmm. What happens on the planet? Arn Kessel? Yeah. <laughs> this 
is where my favorite scene is. Really? Yes. Because Lando has this robot named L3. Yes. And she is spunky and sassy, and I adore her. She was hilarious. She, I loved her. It was funny because Lando was like, do you need something? And she, or what do you want? And she goes, equal rights. Yeah. And I was like, I love this robot. It's hilarious. It's so funny. And so, uh, they need a distraction to get the spice because uh, Han and Chewie were supposed to be, like, given as slaves. Right. Which I was like, well, that's funny. And uh, I was like, we've done this before. <laughs> right. But uh, she starts a robot uprising. She did. She, and they, the robots free the slaves, and then it is just total chaos, and it's beautiful. Yeah, they use uh, those... Uh... What are inhibitors or yeah. whatever they are? And she just takes one off and says, go, be free. And she, the robot's like, what should I do? And she goes, start a civil war or something <laughs> silly like that. And the and little damn does. robot does. Um, so funny. Yeah, and we get to see Chewie rip off somebody's arms. Yeah. That was pretty graphic. Yeah, Hum's like, I could have fit in that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the droid uprising. They collect the coaxum that they need. Very volatile stuff. Yeah. And they put it on the ship in the floorboards where where later on in A New Hope we get to see them hiding inside. Yeah. Also, I think we get to see it in uh, The Force Awakens as well. Yeah. Yeah. They're always hiding something down there. Yeah. Um, they also play that goofy chess game. Yes. In this and I movie. love that they never change that chess game to right. make it look different. Yeah, it, it looks exactly the same it as it should. did in A New Hope. Same thing with uh, the targeting system on the Millennium Falcon. Um, that stayed the same from A New Hope as well. Um, the only thing that was different on the Millennium Falcon was an escape pod. <laughs> and, you know, our son, he was like, that Millennium Falcon looks different the, because it has that doesn't have that space in between the... The split, I was like, yeah. I was like, maybe it opens up or something like that. And then he shoots it off yeah. uh, during during this weird scene. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're off planet now. They're in, they're in the Kessel Run, yeah. basically. Um, there's like a black hole or a vortex out there. And then there's this... Cthulhu shows up. Monster from Cthulhu. Yeah, there's this H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft monster just out there with tentacles and everything. I mean, it was literally H.P. Lovecraft design. Yeah. So they have to shoot that off. It eats that thing. Um, and then it gets put and into then it the, gets put in the black vortex. hole thing. Yeah. And then they have to use a little coaxum to get out of this. Yeah, because now they're being pulled in. Yeah, and, and it succeeds. Spoiler alert, Han lives. Um, but at one point Han said my favorite line in this movie, I have a good feeling about this. You know why? Why? Because in every other Star Wars movie, somebody says, I have a bad feeling about this. (laughs) So he was still optimistic. This is optimistic Han. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, the Falcon gets trashed. Oh, yeah. But he makes that Kessel run in, what, 12 parsecs yeah. or whatever it is. It's because of the coaxum. And, and Chewie says something to Han. He goes, yeah, I round it up. Or, no, you round down or something like that. So L3 had died. Her memory and navigation was put in the ship. Exactly. Specifically so that they could navigate through here. Uh-huh. And so we get a classic nod to every other movie 
where they go to jump into hyperspace and it doesn't work right, right. away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it could be because of L3. I don't know. They they don't really mention it. Um, another weird thing that they have in this movie is the dice. Yes. You know, we, Hans we, dice. We got to talk a little bit about the dice. He puts it on like a rear view mirror on his speedster or on his uh, yeah, speeder. Mm-hmm. And uh, he keeps them with him. Amelia Clark actually has them for a little while. She gives them back. Mm-hmm. Um, her character is interesting. We're going to talk about her in a second. But uh, let's talk about her now. I think this movie would have been just fine without her. It would have been. But I think that her being kind of like this mob boss type lady. Mm-hmm. Or like a lieutenant of a mob. Yeah. Um, kind of brought this into a darker tone because after they kill uh what's his name paul bettany's character Dryden. yeah after they kill him she talks to maul yeah and that's when we see maul and everybody everybody that i talked to was like how did darth maul live blah 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 and i'm like <laughs> just look it up it's on God youtube did. darth vader lived I mean, yeah. he had most of his limbs burn off. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's like, I don't care that he's alive. No. I just care that it's it tells a good story. And this one told a fairly decent story. Yeah. So, she's kind of evil. Um, and she gets away. Right? She doesn't say necessarily that she's going to follow Han. She's like, I'll be there in a minute. Yeah. But then she ta- she takes off. She just leaves. In, in the yacht. weirdest spaceship ever yeah it's like this building that floats it's like a shard yeah but we get back to the planet and uh those pirate people are there yeah and we get to see uh, earlier on we saw clint howard in like a bar or something like that right yeah we did um beckett becomes even more of a thief um and later on He's trying to monologue and Han shoots him and kills him. So Han shot first. Han always shoots first. Exactly. He may drop his load, but he's going to shoot you first. You keep saying drop his load (laughs) like it's a thing. (laughs) It is a thing. I know. Because Jabba, he was like, like, you just dropped your load at the first sign of the Empire. Blah, 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 blah. Also, we got to mention that Lando just, like, leaves him. Yep. Um, They find him later. But you find out that uh, Maul is this uh, mob boss of something called, like, the Crimson Dawn. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, this crime syndicate. Uh, Kira works for them. She has a brand on her wrist. Right. Um, and it's kind of interesting. I, I, I'm i glad that they showed this movie without, you know, the hype of the Jedi or the Skywalkers or even Darth Vader. Because they weren't important to this story. Darth Vader's on a much bigger scale at this point. If he'd have shown up, it would have just cheapened the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was glad they didn't show any of that. But we get to see, like, like the seeds of the rebellion start here. Yes. Um, I think this is where And I don't remember the, her name, but she's like this red-headed woman. She looks kind of albino-ish. She's very pale. Insps. E-N-F-Y-S. Nest. Insnest. Yeah, I'm not going to say that name. Enfinist. Ensnist. Yeah. Not yeah, it was really it. difficult to say. Um, That's the problem I have with a lot of Star Wars. Like, I love Star Wars. Yeah. But I have a problem with 
making names that are impossible to say unless you sit there and study them. Right. Because then I'm never going to learn your name. And like George Lucas's credits in the in the first six movies, uh, everybody has a name. Yeah. So you'll see this guy and you'll call him like fish looking dude. And he's got a freaking name. Yeah. I don't give a crap what his name is. But they never say the name. No, they never say That's the name. That's the thing that bothers me. It's like, yes, everybody has a name. And then you have these super fans who know all of these names. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to learn these names. No. Uh, so anyway, you get to see Warwick Davis as well. And he even has lines. So this is the second time, I think, uh, Howard worked with Warwick Davis since uh, Willow. Yeah, I think that's so right. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. And this is Warwick Davis's like ninth film yeah. for, for Star Wars because they just keep bringing him in and play <laughs> different characters. Yeah. Um, originally, it's kinda, it's well, kinda... not ninth because he wasn't in the first two. He wasn't in New Hope or Empire. But since Jedi, you know, he's been in every single film since. Right. Um, and he was in most of the Harry Potter movies. So, like, this guy is, like, probably the most famous dwarf around. Yeah. Um, and he's very talented. From, aside from Peter Dinklage. So, we get to see that. We saw Maul, mm-hmm. um, Han Shop first. And then, uh, we end the, we end the story with Han playing Sabacc again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like how he goes back and finds Lando. Yeah. And, and earlier on, they were playing Sabacc, and he calls it Sabacc. Yeah. And 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 Lando goes, it's Sabacc. Oh, okay. And so he calls, Lando calls Han Han. Yeah. He goes, it's Han. He goes, whatever. <laughs> so they have, like, this banter. Uh-huh. It's funny. Um, Donald Glover does probably the best... Uh, Billy D. Williams impression. Oh my I've gosh! Ever heard. If anybody was cast perfectly, it was him. Yeah. Um, despite your hangups and whatnot about this movie, it's still a good movie. I think what a lot of people have a problem with is that they are too concentrated on the main Star Wars stories. Yeah, the Skywalker to stories. make this a standalone enjoyable movie. Yeah, and I'm glad that they're trying to build the world because George Lucas was very uh, tunnel vision when it came to uh, the Star Wars universe. Yes. It was all about the Skywalkers and the rise and fall and rise again of Darth Vader. There's more to this world. How did the Empire flourish? Yeah. Were they really the bad guys? Because if you watch the first three, you know, four, five, and six, mm-hmm. I don't think the Empire was all that bad. Really? They were giving people jobs. They were... They were a government, it seemed like. Yeah. Um, It seemed like people were happy, but not happy because, damn, that government. Yeah. You know? I don't give a crap about that. They weren't that bad, but then the rebellion shows up, shakes everything up, and then what happens? What happens when a government topples? Chaos. Chaos. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was kind of nice to see that the Empire was evil. Yeah. I still don't think they're evil, though. Okay, so historically, like, what, I got vibes of, like, World War II Germany. Yeah. And when they were, like, checking people for papers for, for to see if you were Jewish or whatever. Yeah. In that opening scene where, you know, Kira and Han are trying to escape. That's the kind of vibe I got. Okay. 
And so to me, that was very evil. They were just ripping people away from their families and, you know, yeah. it's like, answer my questions, which you've never seen really before. Stormtroopers hmm. typically just seem mindless and stupid. Yeah. And they can't shoot. Right. So in this one... They still can't shoot. Well, that too, but they had personalities. So what was your favorite part of the movie? My favorite scene was the Sabak scenes. Both of them? Both of them. Okay. I really liked the interaction between the characters. Yeah. Um, it felt like a real card game. Yeah. And I just, I enjoyed it. And especially on the, the back end, the second one, mm-hmm. when Lando can't cheat. Yeah. It's like, you know. Yeah. And he's Spoiler. like, where? Spoiler. Han gets a Millennium Falcon in a card game. Yeah. So, that was my favorite scene. Mine is the train heist. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. It was a good action sequence. Um, especially by director Ron Howard, who doesn't really scream action movie to me. Um, I mean, the most action-packed movie I think he's done is uh, Apollo 13. Really. Hmm. Maybe. With, with that kind of yeah. action. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's an exciting part of the movie for me um who's your favorite or what was your least favorite scene my least favorite scene is when sandy newton's character val Mm -hmm. blows herself up yeah i was like what the f she was being surrounded and she had to do something it doesn't matter they weren't gonna save her she was gonna die anyway Mm. yeah she was i hated that part okay um I think my least favorite scene was when Han started talking uh, Wookiee. Like, he yeah. could speak Wookiee. I really thought that was cheesy. I thought that was not necessary for the plot. Um, in Star Wars, you don't have to speak the language to understand it. And he just happens to be like, oh, I speak Wookiee. And then Chewbacca, he doesn't have to speak Wookiee to him all the time. Mm-hmm. They talk like normal. Yeah. But apparently, talking Wookiee, like, made Chewie not eat him. So, I thought that was just cheese. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, who's your favorite character? L3. L3? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. Why? I just, I really enjoyed her. The the sass and all of that just really resonated with me. Right. So, I really enjoyed her. I also enjoyed Lando. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I think I was going to go with uh, Rio. I liked Rio, too. Uh, I really liked his character, and, and I was so sad when he got shot and killed. Mm-hmm. And even when he was shot, they were like, hey, Rio, you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm just fine. Uh, everything's going well. And, and and Becky was like, nope, he's hurt. Go up there. <laughs> Goes up there, and he's like, I just got to rest my eyes a little bit. It's fine. Everything's good. And he just, just dies. Yeah. And I'm like, god dang it. <laughs> so, like, yeah, my favorite character dies in this movie. Let's talk a little bit about the soundtrack. Okay. Um, the music was scored pretty well. We got to hear some classic stuff. We got to hear some um, themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to hear Maul's theme a little bit. We got to hear the Galactic Empire theme. So there was some familiarity about this uh, film that really like connected with the other mm-hmm. 12 films. I don't yeah. know how many there are anymore. There's too many stars films um so 
Yeah, there's nine or nine. ten. There's about to be nine. No, I there's think. ten. So Rogue One is a Star Wars story. I was counting that. Oh. There's one through three. There's then there's four, your, five, there's six. the eight plus eight. Rogue. Yeah. Oh yeah, plus two, eight, nine, ten. So there's ten. Yeah. Okay. There's ten. Yeah. So anyway. Arwen can't count. Nope. And that's going to make our next segment a lot more fun. Anyway. I wrote down potential numbers for this one. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, so, oh, there's familiarity with the uh, whole entire franchise. Right. And I thought that helped. Mm. Anyway, this movie got a 70% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. 70% is a good number. A lot of people I know don't like the movie. Yeah. Um, And more than half of them never went and saw the movie. I think maybe two or three people I know saw the movie exactly. Really? And they don't like the movie. When I ask why, they just tell me it sucks. <laughs> so I don't know why. Um, But how much do you think this movie costs to make? I think maybe in the high $70 million. Well, on a normal movie, that would be right. But this is a Star Wars movie. It's a lot more, isn't it? Yeah. They yeah. Spent, they spent $275 million oh, wow. to make this movie. That is a lot of That's damn cheddar. That's a lot of money. Yeah. They needed to make more than double that to make money on it, this film. And I feel like they didn't. They didn't. They made 392,000 or 392,924,807. That's funny because I estimated 300 million. So, yeah. I was just short. So, yeah, this movie That's terrible. It didn't lose money, but it didn't break even. No. Um and that's that's a shame. And I think this is the first Star Wars movie to lose money. I think that's true, yeah. Yeah. So, I Even don't know. with the prequels that came out. The prequels all made money, or else they wouldn't have done more No, I'm prequels. saying, you know, even with the the prequels coming out, and I was very lackluster on some of those prequels, and they uh, still yeah. made a lot of money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, those it surprises me. It surprises me. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Star- Solo, A Star Wars Story. PG-13, 2 hours, 15 minutes. It's a longer movie. It could have been cut down a little bit and more streamlined. Uh, but I think they wanted to tell too much story. I get that. Um, But it's still, it's on Netflix. You pay the 10 bucks a month or whatever you spend on Netflix. Just go watch this movie. Um, It's not that bad. Yeah, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. You yeah. need to at least watch it to complete your collection. Right. You can follow us on Twitter at FuntimeMovies1. That is FuntimeMovies in the number one. You can also follow us on Facebook. We are Happy Funtime Movie Hour. Subscribe to us on Stitcher. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. I like to thank everybody who listens to this because I guess more people are starting to listen. Yeah. Pretty happy about that. Um, Thanks for sharing us. Yeah. Yeah, share us on Facebook. Uh, get us out there, because if you like this, uh, we'll make more. If you don't like this, we're going to make them anyway, because uh, I got nothing better to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
other than that, you know, you can just, you know, flick on your television, put it on Hulu, put it on Amazon Prime, put it on Netflix, and just watch a damn 